The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Everybody, welcome to another Untitled Wrestling Podcast AEW Dynamite Review. It's Fighter Fest Night 2, Hot Boy Summer, Rumble's on. I've got all the hot boys with me tonight. I've got Troy Grant. How's it going, Troy? Sweaty. Very, very sweaty. And I've got Aaron Statman Sutcliffe. Aaron, how's it going? Sunburn. Very, very yeah, I mean, sunburn. How does Scotland <laughs> handle the sun, mate? Because, like, you're not used to it, are you? You look like a pressure bar. <laughs> We laughed at we laughed at Courtney on Saturday. I've just I'm not healing at all. <laughs> Your body cannot repair some damage because it doesn't know how. No. <laughs> right. Speaking of damage, um, let's get right into tonight's dynamite episode or last night's dynamite episode. Um, if we oh, technical. Um, so we start out right out the bat with Christopher Jericho versus Sean Spears. This is number one of the five labors of Jericho. It is a match where Sean Spears can use a chair, but Jericho cannot. Uh, Sean Spears obviously is the chairman, so this is sort of right up his alley. Uh, I um, hope you get that. I hope you get that. Like, I mean, they call him enough, don't him. they? They, they, they <laughs> make enough references to him liking chairs. Yeah. Um, right. Since we're talking about Spears, before you go into this match, right? First of all, there's a guy that got zoomed in on camera singing Judas, but he was going. <laughs> <laughs> when, you're on the, when you're on the video, but you don't know the words. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but he's there, like, oh, I think I got away with that, and then you'll watch your back tonight and be like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Um, and the replays of Spears hitting people with chairs, it was only specifically lots of Sammy and one of Jericho. Just members of the inner circle getting hit with chairs. Uh, that's, that's all we need to see. I wanted to, want to see that Cody one again. <laughs> because it was literally horrible. But, <laughs> his, his whole gimmick's based on that. Yeah. yeah. That's what birthed the chairman. But, but, but I mean, it's like that Itchy and Scratchy episode where Scratchy finally gets Itchy. Like, they'll never let it show that one again. You know, it's like, it's like one of them. <laughs> Don't worry about Never in a million years. Because <laughs> um, no, the replays was for, like, um, oh, the most vicious chair shots that he's ever had. And the most vicious one isn't even on the package. What the yeah. fuck? I mean, did, did you want to legit get fired because of that, though? Uh, oh, yeah, the guy that met that made the chair, the yeah. gimmicked chair. <laughs> gimmicked chair, B.A. Oh, the, it was it was a gimmicked chair, but the guy got sacked for it. Apparently. Yeah, it was the, like the, the seat was meant to like give when he hit him, but it just didn't. <laughs> that's that's why uh, that's why it, why it went wrong. But if you watch the replay, uh, Spears did hit Cody with the wrong part of the chair. Yeah, he had, he had it the wrong way around. <laughs> so. I mean, if you hit someone in the head with a chair unprotected, 
whatever part of the chair it is, it's going to smile a little bit. Yeah, which well, got Well, we can ask we can ask Chris Jericho about that because he uh, he takes some brutal shots in this match. <laughs> yeah, straight <laughs> off the bat. Uh, well, well, straight in uh, Spears. So it's quite so obviously Spears is looking to use the chair. Funnily enough, that's the, that's the whole point. Uh, Jericho does a good job of sort of like disarming him at the very start and sort of like knocking it out of his hand and like he keeps trying to go back for it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's not a bad match. It's it's um, it's deliberately paced. I'll say um, if I'm being generous. With MJF killing it on commentary. MJF on commentary is having oh, a, he's having a great time. Despicable, isn't he? He's having a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> he's just uh, yeah. He's just a, he's just so good at being bad. The yeah. first line, the first line he comes out with, right? There's a five labors of Jericho, not to be mistaken for Jericho and labor though. Although, judging by his physique, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one. Speaking of Jericho's physique, early, early does Spears absolutely lights up his chest with some chops. Ooh, yeah, he does. Turns it as red as Jericho's political allegiance. Hey! Da, 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 da. <laughs> Uh, I throw that one in there. Um, yeah, so it's it's a fine match. It, I mean, it's as good as I'd expect a Sean. It's, it was as good as a Sean Spears Chris Jericho match in 2021 could be. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was all right. There's a couple of semi decent spots in it. I think the point of these is that they're only going to kind of increase in intensity, and I think they're going to ramp up because they don't want to give you everything in the first one of five. No, so, it's it's got to be like like you say, it's like increasing. Like it's it's like it's like going up levels in a video game. Yeah. Like, it's so like, the, this is the Bruce Lee film, The Big Boss, where he goes at the pagoda. Yeah. It'd be like that. And then the final one would just be, I don't know. Fuck knows. I mean, judging by what number two is, oh boy, what's number five going to be? <laughs> uh, so Spears works over Jericho's injured elbow. MGF, obviously, in commentary, is commenting about how, obviously, the cumulative effect of these five matches, if Jericho does get to MGF, what state is his elbow going to be in? And then MGF talks about his Fujiwara Ramba. He applies the salt of the earth and he says, you know, he's going to lap him in that and it'll be easy money basically um yeah they end up on the outside um it's, it's, just, it's just it's just all right wrestling it's just decent decent wrestling there's, there's there's some big big bits and bobs tony yeah. throughout the match proceeds to keep complaining about mjf and then mjf goes wow 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 <laughs> somebody call a wambulance <laughs> there's a nice spot where um jericho has spears in the walls and he's like he's locked it in and like so obviously Spears is about to start tapping Tully gets up on the apron distracts the ref and then Sammy comes out yanks Tully down and they chase him to the back and then while this is happening Spears is like in desperation just grabs the chair and just leathers Jericho in the head with it which was real nice um, then he hits Jericho with a C4 which is like which is his finisher uh, which, and that, which no one has ever kicked out of even yeah. though he was in a rivalry with Cody, surely he fucked Cody kicked out of it. Put that over like it was a really protected move. Yeah, I mean, he put Scorpio Skyway with it like three times clean. I reckon Cody kicked out of it. <laughs> so, yeah, Jericho, Jericho kicks out of the C4, which is actually quite a big deal because, like Aaron said, it's, it's a very protected move, weirdly. Um, <laughs> of all the moves in AW to be super protected, like the C4. Um, so then Spears goes ballistic. At this point, it's, he puts like a chair in the turnbuckle, doesn't he? Like the, the, the classic, I'm gonna fucking. It's true. It's, it's, it's like Chekhov's, t- t- you know, turnbuckle chair. It's, you know, it's gonna come in in a bit. Um, he goes for another C4 with a chair, like on top of Jericho. So he's gonna drop him. It's, it's quite cool, actually. He's gonna drop Jericho on the chair on the floor, which is which is quite nice. Uh, Jericho sort of scoots off the back, uh, throws him into the chair in the corner, 
and as he and this this looked quite good actually as he like sort of the, as the momentum of like bounced him back Jericho just for, for him with with considerable alacrity spun into a Judas effect and um, for him yeah it was fast <laughs> for Chris Jericho for him I we're not talking Ray Phoenix levels of speed here you know we're talking like Penta on an okay day. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Jericho hits the Judas effect and picks up the win. Um, MGF is initially yeah. crestfallen, but then he, um, but then um, this is this is the more important, this is the more interesting part of, the, of this, this whole segment. He MGF, instantly cuts it. Yeah, MGF cuts Jericho's music, gets up on the stage, and announces that. Oh, first of all, he announces that um, obviously he only won because Sammy, his his young, his glorified young boy, Sammy Guevara, um, interfered on his behalf, and he said if anyone else interferes now in the rest of the matches, that's it deals off. He doesn't get the match with him, Jeff. He then introduces the second match next week, which will be a no-DQ match, uh, and his opponent will be Nick fucking Gage. MDK! And oh, fucking day! Nick Gage. Go. Nick Gage. Well, first of all, Jeff punched the wrong tunnel. Well, he, he, put, he, he, point, he points the face tunnel, and obviously Nick Gage put the heel tunnel. <laughs> it's fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> but it's, it's alright. It's just, right. Right. Just, just let them go. Um, it, it, it's funny because when he comes out, right, the first line, he once stabbed his opponent in the jugular. The fans are like, eh, what the fuck are you on about? There's just silence. Well, in the they crowd. haven't seen the David Arquette documentary. No, they have not. <laughs> uh, and then the next line, he once robbed a bank unmasked, and then the crowd are like, Wait. Fair, Jerry could be well into that if he wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> the the crowd are like, right, um, we think we know who it is, but we don't really trust it to be him because well, TV it's, deals well, and all that. Well, it's MJF. He could just be, he could just be trolling, couldn't he? You know, so yeah. It just it was a good reaction. He got a, he got a huge pop, and then he comes out with a pizza cutter, um, and just starts like miming that he's going to cut Jericho with a pizza cutter. Fair. I'll take it. And then, and then, just before the segment finishes, <laughs> as they're posing on, as, as they're like posing on the um, on the ramp, and the camera's like right close to the gauge, and he just screams, "You're fucked," at Chris Jericho, <laughs> which is um, which is quite nice. So good. So I can't good. believe Jericho yeah. agreed to wrestle is... on television. <laughs> like what a what a what a fucking wild time 2021 hey. is. It's all for it's all for a good cause. It's that fight for the fall. <laughs> when yeah, but when when fifty year old Hall of Famer Chris Jericho is going to get down with some garbage wrestling with Nick Gage. Oh whoa, whoa. it wasn't complete garbage wrestling. It's only a no DQ match, all right? It's no death yeah, match. Nick Gage is just he's always in possession of at least like six light tubes. Ah, this will be mild, Nick. This will be concealed <laughs> in his hoodie. He hasn't got to get him from somewhere. He hasn't even got a jacket on. He just pulls him out of his sleeve. So, I don't yeah. even know. He's, he's... No, no. It's just, it's, just like a, it's just like a thin bit of skin. He just peels back and a light chip comes out as he pulls. <laughs> Burgundy, where he walks into the jazz club and he's like, who wants to see a Ron Burgundy play jazz flute? And he's like, I'm not prepared. He just pulls a flute out of his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, do you think they'll do light tubes? It's fight for the fallen, though. It's just a weekly show. That's the thing. It's... Well, will Chris Jericho take a light tube shot? <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, see, I, I don't, I don't watch any GCW or anything like that. Well, mate, it's... mate, it's Nick Gage versus Matt Cardona this weekend at Homecoming. Come on, come on. I'm washing, come on. I'm washing my hair. Um, 
<laughs> but my point is, like, isn't he pretty famed for all that light tube nonsense? Why, yeah. would, you, why would you bring him in and not have a light tube spot? I mean, that's the point. Like, you pay Nick Gage to hit people with light tubes. Like, that's like what he does. They haven't brought him in to just run around for pizza cutter. No. And go for a couple of tables. Like, they've brought him in for a fucking spectacle, haven't they? Yeah. So, of course, he's going to take a light tube shot. Might only be one. But he's taken one. I mean, what if what if Jericho just hits? I mean, because obviously Jericho's got to win. What if he hits Nick Gage? Jericho just hits him, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the way of doing it, isn't it? I can't confirm he's going to throw it. Can't wait. Can he wait? Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho. Who would they knew it? Eh? I mean, what a what a time to be alive. And I, and so, so I, 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 this made me think. Like, now is this just is is this whole like? gimmick just like Jericho's way of just getting in some like bucket list matches before he goes into like semi retirement. I was gonna say, is that is that what this is? I mean like how did this come about? As you know, I don't watch So last so last week obviously obviously um, the inner circle which is Jericho's group have been feuding with the Pinnacle which is MJF's group and they're like the two leaders yeah. and they've had this big like rivalry. Yeah. And basically Jericho Jericho said I want to I want a mad rematch with you because um he got pushed off the blood and guts by yeah. Yeah, also, that's what everyone complained about because he didn't land on like bare concrete um, yeah. anyway well, let's um, not get into that we're not, we're not going back to that anyway so Jericho, Jericho was like right I want to rematch him and MJF was just like no fuck off I've been um, twice. Fuck off, your pansy. Yeah. So he basically, he basically said, then if you want to rematch, he'll give him one, but he has to. He has to. So it's, this is a. He basically said he, he has to complete these five matches, and he has to win all of them. And if he does that, he gets a match with um, with MJF. This is something Jericho did to. Was it Cody? Yeah. Yes. No. I. Yeah. I, it's, I, it's MJF. I, it's MJF. It's MJF, it's MJF turning something Jericho did when he was a heel around on himself, basically. Yeah, hi. Uh, was it not to Moxley? To Moxley, to sorry, Moxley? Yeah, it was Moxley. Moxley, hi. There you go. See? So uh, it, it was all about mythology and all that shit, basically. And it was, it was all about, the, obviously, it's like, the, it's like the labors of Hercules. That's yeah. what I'm sort of basing it on. Um, Interesting. But you, you're sort of saying it's almost like a, a little bucket list for Jericho. But I think it's just a way of Jer- for Jericho to like get a couple of bangers in before he like... Because he's, he's clearly like angling for a bit of time off, isn't he? Like, Fozzie going back on tour, he's got his cruise coming up. I think he'll come back at the cruise. Yeah. When is the cruise again? Like October. Uh, it's October this year. Okay. It's my, my birthday weekend this year. Nice. You going, are you, Aaron? I, I tried, but I can't afford it. <laughs> Next year, mate. Next year. Yeah, I know. UWT on tour. Let's go. Let's go. Right, so, on a cruise. COVID so, times, baby. So then after this, <laughs> um, speaking of cruising, um, we had a little mirror video package. Yes. God's favourite champion, the Redeemer. Uh, oh, I mean, it's and it, it, this is really cool. So he, he, he literally, he just really baked up the belt as well. So he talked about like the history of the belt and how it's had so many former champions and they showed like pictures of like showed clips of like Brody beating Cody Darby yeah. beating Cody Co- <laughs> everyone beating Cody basically which is odd um, <laughs> and then and then he said but there's not going to be this is it now it ends with me like there's no one else like I'm the last in line and basically there's not you know I'm, this is where it stops no one else has beaten me ever I am like chosen by God yeah. and this was this is Miro's Miro's awesome now he's like he's really found his, his he's really hit his stride through this yeah, I, I remembered when he first debuted, and I was very excited. Again, not watching AW all the time, but thought, "Oh, okay, well, 
I know Miro and I've always been a big fan of him. And then just didn't really find his feet like for a while and had that kind of like I'm a gamer, bro. <laughs> which is cool, like you're someone like Kofi Kingston, where it's not it doesn't define your character, but it's like a facet of your character. Whereas yeah, it just kind of like it took took away any kind of edge that he had. And then I saw the the clip of him absolutely doing in Kip Sabian and doing a murder on him, and I was just like, Hello, I'm intrigued now. Here and, we go. And his whole thing is just God's favourite champion, the, the Redeemer. No one else has taken it from him. I just keep it on him for a while. So it was like a really scary, like awesome bit a couple of weeks ago where um, Penelope Ford lost a match. She lost a match or she won a match. I can't remember. She was in a match anyway. And after the match, Miro... Oh, she, yeah, she beat Julia Hart of the Varsity Blondes. Uh, oh, yeah. after, after the match, Miro came out and was like, oh, Penelope, where's, where's your husband? Why are you out here all by yourself? <laughs> Obviously, the reason she's out here by herself is because Miro killed her husband. <laughs> Um, and then he's like, "Don't worry, I promised I'll protect you. I'm here to protect you." And then he just like battered both the varsity blondes. Serial like, killer level stuff. That's yeah, that so- is like that is some Patrick Bateman shit, and I'm absolutely here for it. <laughs> yeah, man. No, get, let him keep that belt for it. He's doing awesome work, and it's really giving him like an extra like uh, wrinkle, if you like. Uh, he can keep it at least until Ricky Starks wants it. <laughs> until Ricky Starks demands it and just claims yeah, yeah. it from him. Yeah, um, but it, it, it's doing really good work because he's already got that aura now of, of being like a bit scary and a bit invincible because like he demolished Darby like he fucked Darby yeah. up um, yeah. really badly and he's won all of his matches in like in fairly dominant fashion so whoever beats him is going to get like that Brock rub yeah. which is going to be really nice um, what was a little, a little more middling should we say was match number two and that was um, Frankie Kazarian versus Doc Gallows Fuck me. Um, <laughs> this, was, yeah. this, this, this was all just a little bit Impact Wrestling 2013. Um, well, that Kaz's music was a bit intense for his actual character. I thought, I, thought, I, thought Kaz was like, I thought Kaz was like the fucking Punisher. And then he comes out in just like a t-shirt that says Kaz on it. Like, doing a heavy metal gimmick. Like, where's, where's the Elite Hunter? Where's the hoodie? Where's the... Where, where's yeah. the He's too old to get a new shirt, mate. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Doc Gallows, like the Good Brothers music is just, I mean, they, they saw Sons of Anarchy that one time, they really liked it. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this match was fairly middling, wasn't it? It's just kind of there. I just don't think I want to see Doc Gallows do singles matches in 2021. <laughs> With respect to Doc Gallows, I love him. I think he's hilarious. I love him on BTA. I'm down with the 69 and the sex stuff. You know that's hilarious. Daddy Dangly. But I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him go nine minutes with Frankie Kazarian in 20. No, that, is that all it was? Nine minutes? Fuck me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was it was spoiler plate, wasn't it? Basically, it was just uh, a little by the numbers. And Gallows won one with a choke bomb after a bit of fuckery with Carl Anderson doing the distract. Because how else Stockholm is going to win other than Carl Anderson getting the distraction and then him hitting his finisher? JR goes absolutely mad at the end of the match over the ref, like not giving Gallows a fine. Well, no, because, because, because they come in to attack him after the match, and like, yeah, um, JR's like Rick Knox. He's should, one referee, though. He, he should, he should, he, well, so he said he needs to get in between the two 
the, the guard. He's like, I'm sorry, you're asking a referee to get in between like three trained wrestlers having a fight. And two, he said, yeah, he, he said Rick Knox should issue a fine. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't know Rick Knox had that authority. <laughs> the referees give out fines, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll just, we'll just move past that. Uh, they hit the magic. Oh, so they hit the magic killer after a John Kaz, um, and then Kenny comes out, and and the business, literally business picks up because out comes Kenny Omega and Daddy Don Callis. God, the state of Don Callis shoes. <laughs> Don Callis is like he, he is Don Callis. <laughs> Don Callis has run out of any fucks to give at this point. See Quinn fucking black suede. Oh mate, it made me sick. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like it's like his like teenage son described like modern fashion to him, and he just went right. I've got this. Uh, he's shown in he's shown in the ASOS website and gone. There you go. That's everything you need. And he just thought, well, whatever I order off this website, it must all go together because it's all being sold by the same shop, so it's fine. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I assume Sammy Callahan like busted a Motorman stuff on Slammiversary that he's got a massive plaster. He's got a little plaster on his forehead, yeah, Kenny. Little, it's covering his whole forehead. Well, I mean, it looked like it looked like one of the ones you put on like your elbow when you hurt your elbow, but he had it like on his forehead. <laughs> um. So Omega runs down Kaz, saying like, you know, how he's been a thorn in this side and whatnot, as like the elite hunter. And then it was just kind of funny. He just sort of like acts like he forgot his line, and then Callus like just gives him a little gives him a little whisper. <laughs> Um, you, are, you were the elite hunter, and now you're the elite. Huh. 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 Just get your words out, mate. Use your words. Come on. Come yeah. on. Uh, so then he, he's the, the good brothers have got like cars held up, and like Kenny's going to hit him with the belt, and he's saying, "This is what we're going to give to Adam Page next week." And then, as, as if, as if you know, being invoked, Adam Page's music hits, and oh. he. I mean, give this man credit. He manages to like sprint to the ring almost whilst not spilling any whiskey. That's how you should be. Hi. That is, that is, he is a talented man. He's able, to, he's able to get fully in the ring without with a full drink without like spilling any. It's it's great. Uh, the pop. And I mean, Adam Page is over anyway. He's one of the most over guys in AW. Adam Page in Texas is just like he's like two thousand Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's literally what I said yesterday. <laughs> who knew that? Who knew drinking beer would be the biggest baby face move? Like right now. <laughs> who knew that being a cowboy would be really over in Texas? <laughs> like, de- like a deafening drought air cowboy shit chant goes up from the ground. Um, so yeah, he gets in the ring, and um, he gives. So Don Callis is like mouthing off at him, saying like, "Oh yeah, he's probably too drunk to count, but like you know, there's four on four on one or whatever." And then um, he just hands Don Callis his whiskey, <laughs> just starts wailing on everyone. And he goes, he goes "So he, there's, there's still four men in the ring." He hands Don Callis his whiskey, and Don is just perplexed by this. He's, he, that takes him out the whole equation because he's he's too befuddled. Oh, <laughs> and then he just wails on Anderson, and as he does that, Kenny just fucks off out the ring like immediately. Like he is out of there. He wants none of this. Um, so the good brothers start like trying to get the upper hand on on Hangman, and then the Dark Order come in um, again. Stu Grayson, like a fucking human missile, coming down that ramp. I mean, it's it's the lack of hair. He's streamlined, obviously. He just like just slips right in. Just like cuts through the wind. Like that, like those cyclists that you get in the velodromes of like the <laughs> yeah, with like the hat. He's like the human version of that. Uh, he's he's in the ring throwing fists before Uno's made it like out of the fucking tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Uno's still in his blocks. Uh, 
and rights and lefts. That, uh, that's it as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. the, 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 the thing I really liked about this is you get to see John Silver hit a few moves as well, which is good. It's the first time we've seen him in like in actual action. So he's fit, he's good, he's ready to go. Since his injury. Yeah. So it's great to have him back. Uh, I like him and Alex Reynolds hit like a little double team on, I think it's on Gallows. It's on Anderson in the ring. One, one of them. Yeah, because then the buckshot gets hit after. Yeah, then yeah, Kenny hits the. Uh, sorry, you're Kenny. Pangman hits the buckshot. Um, and yeah. So next, that's everything else. That's next week is the five five on five match. Survivor Series, baby. Let's I, go. I cannot wait. Oh, for that. Yeah, man. Oh, I could go anyway. Can't fucking wait. The stipulation for that is if the Elite win, then Hangman and. Dark Order can't challenge for... Also, no, if, if the Elite win, Hangman loses. Because Hangman's ranked number one at the moment, so he's yeah. in line for a title shot. But if the Elite win, Hangman loses his title shot, he doesn't get it. Yeah. But, um, if, but if the Dark Order and Hangman win, not only does Hangman get a, a Kenny, but the Dark Order also get a shot at the books. I mean, they're going to win, and they're going to take it off the bucks, surely. At this point. I mean, are they? They could delay, they could delay the story even more, Troy. This storyline's been going on for about a year, mate. Yeah, but <laughs> like they've got crowd back now. Why would you not give the Dark Order the tag team championships oh. in front of a crowd? It's going to be nuts. Of course, they're going to win it. I'd, I'd put my money on that. I, I, I mean, I'd love it. I would, I would fucking love to see it. But I, mean, I, 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 always, I always, I always don't want to start thinking about it because if, if I think about it and it doesn't happen, I'll just get sad. And so if I just like, if I just like, if I just like have it in my head that like the young bucks are just going to beat them, or like even if they even lose, they could even lose this match, and like that could set Hangman to another spiral of like self doubt and like not. Because as I said to, to on the podcast the other week, um, so this whole storyline has been all about Hangman and like not and Hangman's inability to come to terms with failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he lost, um, he lost a to Jericho in the initial um, you know, main event for the, for the title. Then he was responsible for um, him and Kenny losing the belts. Then he lost in a one contenders match against Kenny when Kenny went on to win the title. So it's so failure sort of defined Hangman's character throughout this entire time. And then he was invited to become a member of the Dark Order. He was invited to join the Dark Order and he turned it down because he said he didn't want to put, he couldn't put his faith in, in a group anymore. He couldn't put his faith in people. He'd done it and it let him down before and he didn't want to be in that position again. And so they, then they were devastated and then they just started saying, well, all right, you might not want to join, but we'll just, we've got you back anyway. We'll just hang out with you. We'll just, you know, we'll just keep you company. We'll just, you know, be your mates. And it's sort of grown organic now to the point where, where he's, he's gained so much confidence. And <laughs> well, now he's literally putting his, title shot in the hands of his friends, which is something that six months ago he, he, he didn't have the belief to do. He's gambling his title shot on his friends. Oh, being able to, being able he, didn't, he didn't have friends six months ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's the, like the development of his character and like the, the way they've taken it with that. So they, like, they, they say like they say wins in AW wins and losses matter, meaning that, you know, winning gives you higher rankings and you can generate titles. But losses matter. Like Hangman's whole story has been defined by the losses. And it's been really a really interesting yeah. way to build a, a, a story. Mm-hmm. And we'll get that. That's anyway, right. With Kurt Hawkins, didn't they? But didn't quite pull off. Oh, <laughs> I mean, this is. This is... He got a match on the WrestleMania pre-show. Well done. <laughs> Whereas Hangman is probably going to win the belt at the next pay per view. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. So uh, next up, we have um, future future real-life Thanos, Ricky Starks, with um, 
Team Taz, basically saying that he's going to have a big celebration next week in Charlotte. Uh, he's from New Orleans, so he knows how to throw a party. And he's, he's actually, he, he is at his he, he is at his exuberant best in this promo. I love it. Um, he's just dripping with charisma. And so this is this was really awkward as well. So we cut to backstage, and like Brian Cage was being interviewed, and it was like, oh, by the way, Team Taz have just um, have just um, posted a. A video. Let's watch it right now. <laughs> he just caught like next to Brian Cage to this video with like his old mates. Uh, so Brian Cage walks in and he's like, "Yeah, that's that's exciting." Um, and he's yeah. So basically, Brian uh, Cage. Brian Cage's gonna crash that, isn't he? And he basically, yeah. He, 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 he literally went, "Oh, so they're here next week celebrating. That's good enough for me." Yeah. Um, so yeah, next up we get our third match and we get it's it's, it's a nice little nice another nice little one. Uh, Wheelie Yuta versus Darby Allen. <laughs> They come out. Uh, Wheeler, you a wishes Orange Cassidy pop was for him. <laughs> just the whole crowd just going mad, and you was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool. I, I really like. So obviously, um, we discussed this last week. Wheeler Youth was was sort of trained in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, in Philadelphia. Sorry, in Pennsylvania, and so obviously there's some sort of. Um, Orange Cassidy connection there that they make out that so he was actually I think he was actually trained by um, Chuck Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's an Orange, there's a best friends connection there. So he's come in as like this sort of like new recruit almost, uh, which has been quite cool. And he's had some really decent matches. He wrestled Carl Anderson on Dark. He beat your boy Ryan Nemeth. Um, Damn. Victory. Damn. Um, <laughs> and last week he had a really decent match with Sammy Guevara. And here he has a really decent match with Darby Allen. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. I mean it it doesn't stick around. It it, it just it gets in and gets out, but they, they get enough in. Um What what happens during the match, Tasty? What what what's it what's the point from this match here? We got what, stinging sting, orange. Sting and orange. Sting and orange having a face <laughs> off outside the ring. Yeah, so they, they go, so they, they they sort of like square off, and like Sting does that like stern dad thing where he looks at Orange and is like, "Don't you even try any fuckery?" And Orange is like, <laughs> "I got nothing, mate." You know, it's just it's it's tranquilo. So then Sting goes for the Orange cast of the offense and just like taps him on the shin, and then Orange and... doesn't Sting, and then they, they go back and forth, and then they go for like double like at the same time stereo like lazy super kicks, and then Sting just like lazily like beats his chest in like sort of mock <laughs> like mock. <hole. laughs> That's one of the best things I've seen. That was, <laughs> I, I, I like, obviously didn't know what to expect from like Sting's reaction to, to Cassidy doing that. The fact that he was absolutely all in for it and gave Dead Panda as well. Yeah, it was great. Um, what a sport. <laughs> so this yeah. sort of this sort of distracts right. Cassidy. Uh, this sort of distracts Darby a little bit. Sorry, and you actually get a bit of um, a on top for a, few, a little few minutes in the match, yeah, which is quite nice. And you get to see what he can do. Yeah, he was decent. He's right. I've, I've not seen too many of his matches. I know you said um, he'd had a few on Dark. Um, weren't WWE interested in signing him? So he, he had a tryout. He had a tryout, I think. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's a hot property not... in in the independent scene at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know yeah. Jay speaks very hard. Yeah, yeah. He's ring of honor. He's been really impressive from what I've seen of him in AEW, and I really do hope that he um, that he does end up, you know, having more matches on Dynamite because I think that's. Uh, yeah. That's pretty nice. Yeah, um, and so, yeah, so Darby, Darby eventually takes the control back, hits the sort of jump over stunner, and then a coffin drop, picks up the win. I mean, this is just a nice match for, for Darby. I mean, it's a nice, I'm sure they gave him a nice, like, light schedule this week after, like, what he did last week. <laughs> when he literally, <laughs> he literally broke himself. Um, 
so yeah, nice, nice match. Not not no, not particularly special about it. Just just did the did, did the business, didn't it? It was fine. Yeah. Um. After the match, we get a little prelude for later when the blade runs out and just decks Orange Cassidy with a pair of brass knuckles. Again. Aye. Yeah. Yay. So that's been a sort of thing of the feud, the little mini feud they've been having over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um. The blade just clocking Cassidy all the time. Um. Next up, um, we have a little highlight package of the last year's death match in Japan. Yeah. And and their normal match for the world title as well. Yeah, and yeah, there's sure a little bit of that as well. Yeah. Oh, no, Texas Deathmatch was it last year? Was it the year before? Was it? The year before. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very sad. That was it. Yeah, I remember watching that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a really cool just to, to, to sort of tie in with this promo. There was, there was a really cool line Moxie said in his promo last week, which that he said that um, one doesn't beat Lance Archer, one survives Lance Archer. <laughs> Which is uh, it's not wrong. Yeah, just, I, mean, I like this. Mox, Moxie's got this real nice way of making people seem like a big deal. Yeah, I mean, we we said this last week, like a year and a half on from the Wrestle Kingdom, Archers came in leaps and bounds, and Ever. like this week has showed it. I mean, he was like, never he was never bad, but like since he's been in AW and he's been given a bit of like time, TV to, like, time, character, like stretch his legs and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of him. I love him. Not just a guy that yeets audience members and young lines and spits water everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I did love that period in AW where his entrance was just a heat just come out webbing someone all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> like throwing them through a glass window or something, or just like battering them with a chair. And, it was like, and then he like get in and have another fight. Um, so, right, next up, we've got um, women's title. Actually, we've got Britt Baker in her first title defense, I believe, against um, Nyla Rose. Is this her first title defense? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she, she had the match with Nyla and Vicky and Rebel the other week. Um, of course, yeah. Well, so, like, hang on, she's definitely had a match in between, but of course it was the, the tag match. Yeah. Uh, Rebel comes out, gets a little cheer, and JR goes, Rebel, a former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Aye, JR, because that is definitely why she got cheered. Not that she's just hobbling or anything. I mean, it could be. <laughs> I mean, it's Dallas is a big football city, obviously. You know. Yeah. I don't think they'll remember Rebel as being one of their cheerleaders. Uh, she, I mean, she, meant, she, meant, she, she It's always talked about a lot when whenever she appears on any promotion that she's a former Cowboys cheerleader. So I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan. I don't know how much I am a fan of one of the two NFL teams that doesn't have cheerleaders because they're old school. Um, Who's that? The New York Giants. It's the Giants and the Steelers are the only two teams that don't have cheerleaders. Oh, okay. I knew che- I knew Steelers. Yeah. They, and they were they're owned by the same like extended family as well. So ah, right, right, right. Um, so yeah, they're, they're just old school, like you know, back in the day, they don't do any of that nonsense. But I, so I don't know how how revered NFL cheerleaders are because my own fan base has none. So I don't, I couldn't tell you. Um, so yeah, anyway, this is this is um, it's this is fine, um, match wise. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not yeah. it's not pay per view quality, but you know, it's it's a decent TV match. Bit, bit, bit. Depre- no, depression's the wrong word. A bit. A bit. Not Britt Baker's right opponent. I think is the way. Yeah, to put I don't. It. I don't think these are a fantastic natural pairing. No, it felt a bit disjointed at times. Yeah, I, mean, I don't mind heel versus heel, but like I didn't. Like, I mean, they're saying heel versus heel. Britt Baker's, full, Britt, Britt Britt Baker's over. Britt Baker's full face here. Yeah. Like people are yeah. singing along to rentals yeah. and everything. She is like. <laughs> Storyline. She's yeah. <laughs> sorry. She's she's healed rather. <laughs> yeah. 
but that is that is not the reality of the situation. <laughs> uh, but I mean, Nana, Nana does all right. She does a couple of decent power. Like Nana's always good for some good big power moves. You know, she's yeah. uh, she's got a really nice like sort of quite heavy hitting style, which I really like. I, I still love the um the rope hung diving knee that she does. I think that's. That's, yeah. I think that's phenomenal. There's not a lot of uh, not a lot of women's wrestlers to do something like that. That's great. Yeah. Um, um, so like I said, it just felt a bit disjointed. There wasn't quite the chemistry there between them. But like when there were bits that they got right, like it looked good. There was I, one. Uh, sorry, go on. Well, I, I just don't think a lot of Brit offense works on someone with Nana's build because yeah. like, it's a lot. Like she goes for a couple of crucifix bombs, and because of Nana's size, she can't quite get her over. It looks a bit sloppy and. She got her into a crucifix one, which is what I was actually about to say next. And I was convinced the ref had counted three. And even a lot of people in the front row were convinced that the crowd were going wild. Like, like absolutely hating it. Yeah, man. Oh. Not sure what happened there. Like, I think her shoulders were on the floor and he raised his hand. It looked like he'd already counted once. The that first one, yeah. Three, yeah. While he was going one, two. So everyone's like, well, that's already three. Yeah. That's so, why everyone went mad. So towards the end of the match, we get a nice spot where um, the referee is distracted by Rebel and she slides the belt in for Britt. Britt does the Eddie Guerrero spot, which is fun. It's Texas, you know. You've got to do an Eddie Guerrero spot in Texas. But obviously, because Nyla's managed by Vicky Guerrero, that don't work. So she yeah. throws the belt back at Britt and like, pretends like Britt's about to hit her, which is great. Um, so obviously, a little bit of Vicky Guerrero's teaching uh, in storyline, like the Vicky Guerrero effect coming into play there, which is, which is kind Vicky of cool. Guerrero can actually teach things. <laughs> And then, um, oh, earlier on, earlier on, like Brit hit like two vicious-looking curb stumps, mm. like in a row, and that wasn't the finish. And nah. uh, then towards the end, um, Nana hits a beast bomb, clean, cleans a whistle. Brit kicks out, which is huge. Okay, yeah. Two people kicking out of beast bomb. Uh, she goes for another one. Um, Brit sort of like, I mean, this was this was quite nice. Brit sort of like slipped out, and then like she did like a almost like a judo style takedown to get Nana to the floor. And very quite quite slickly, really got her into lockjaw, which was which was quite nice. And yeah, after after a couple of seconds in it, now the taps out, so Brit wins. Yeah, it wasn't just an instant, but it shouldn't have been anyway. So it's, no, yeah, well done. So I think I think yeah, I agree. I think it was a little a little disjointed at the start, but I think the finish was definitely. I think they brought it all together for the finish, like the well enough. The last few minutes, I found it's grooving to that finish. Yeah, I think I just think they need to. Work together a bit more before they start putting on big well, matches. That was going to be my next point: is uh, who challenges Britt Baker next? Um, like, you, you just put someone like Ty Conti in there, don't you? Or Ty Conti, um, Layla, Layla Hirsch, um, Chris Statlander. Because it feels like, like people like Nyla Rose and I don't know Rio and Shida have kind of already had them either with the belt or around that title picture for a while, and maybe it gets a bit kind of stagnant, if you like, if they go back to that well. So Yeah. I mean, you could bring Serena in if you wanted. Yeah. Uh, you could always bring Thunder Rosa back. I mean, I know Hera and Britt wrestled a lot, but now it's for the belt, isn't it? So that would be, you know, something different. Um, uh, I mean, you've, you've, always, just, you've bring, also got bring someone Rhea. in. Give me, a, give me Ruby Riot or give me one of the Iconics or, you know. Rio Mizunami's just showing up again. Um, Yuka Sakazaki. No, you. I. So, oh, that. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Jay Army. 
Speaking of JR, top, top lad JR um, with the with the sort of controversial statements in this match, claiming that he thinks there's no way Nile is 180 pounds. Sorry, what? <laughs> so he, he basically says about Nile being billed at 180 pounds, and he said he, he thinks he looks a bit heavier than that, basically. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, JR, JR, you know, the Adonis himself commenting on people's weight. Uh, <laughs> JR strutting around looking like fucking Chris Masters. B.A. I mean, I, I mean, JR, who literally on a good, they lost like a melted candle. <laughs> like a Yankee candle. They... Uh, <laughs> like, like, like a Laura, actually, this one's like a Joe Malone, this one's left in the car, basically. <laughs> I mean, I've got two weights here for her 169 and 185. So she was announced today at 108 or last night on 180. So. Yeah, uh, she's in between there some way, apparently. Yeah. JR doesn't so. apparently think she's fatter, in, 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 not in his words, <laughs> in, in, not, not in so many words. Um, so come on, JR, mate, you know, less. And but the thing is, it's always he only ever makes like appearance based comments on women's, uh, women's, women's, it's right. only women's matches, yeah, yeah. And it's it's getting a bit, it's getting a bit concerning, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, JR, mate. Um, so next up, we had a little press conference to settle another match for next week. Next week's oh, next week's gonna be banging, stacked, or it is stacked. Um, so we've got Santana and Ortiz and FTR doing a little, um doing a little, little, little back and forth. Um, I like this. So Santana goes through like some pitches and says, like, this is like, this is his mum when she was 15 when she just given birth to him. Um, and like, this was the apartment they lived in that was a shithole. And then he pulled out a paper and he was like, this is the time my mum like, went to court to like try and get better living conditions for me, for my family. And this is, this is really cool. So like, cause like a lot of Santana's characters wrapped up in the fact that like, he's had a really tough upbringing, like legitimately, like his dad died when he was really young and like Conan was like legitimately a father figure to him. And then yeah. top heel Dax Harwood just like, ah, fuck, I don't care. I only care about three things: God, my family, and wrestling. Um, Ortiz says they've been there since day one. No, they haven't. They well, showed da- up at all out. Dynamite day one. Dynamite. Full gear or whatever. No, they came. They came in the first day. Dynamite. Dynamite. They literally. They literally. They literally. The pay per view before that. No, they. Yeah, they. They literally end. No, didn't. No, What's the it, was end of, it was the end of the ladder match for the match. That's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh? See? So ah, no day one. No, that, I mean, that's like, that's like day one of Dynamite. His point was, is that it, I think to the worst of this effect was, while you were fannying about elsewhere, we were holding it down. Like We were laying the groundwork for you yeah. to eventually come here. Sort of like they, the, 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 a lot of their talks, cool. like, a lot of their talks, like how they built this tag division, like um, Santana and Ortiz, were like, they, 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 like they, they did, like they did the hard work and built this tag division. FTR just swanned in, like when it was fully formed and, and you know, didn't do, didn't do the legwork. Yeah. But they got the tag titles. Yeah. Where's, where's Proud and Powerfuls? <laughs> and well then, well then another, but then the other, the other like the comeback from FTR was like, yeah, but we won the belts. Where's, where's your ring? Where's your title ring? Uh, you know, exactly. Quite right. I'd be so, saying the same. It's gonna be fucking wild when they beat the Bucks in New York City, mate. We'll do Banger when we get this match. Cannot wait. It feels like this has been building for quite some yeah, time as well. They've, they've slow played this really well, I think, and they they yeah, us like been, bits and bobs. It's been a quiet. It's been a quiet like underneath rivalry. To the top ones, yeah. Uh, right, so next up, we've got um, our <laughs> legally mandated Tony Schiavone in-ring interview. <laughs> Are these every week now? At least once a week now we get a Tony Schiavone in-ring interview. It's just like a segment they have to do. Um, and he introduces Andrade El Idolo. Um, 
I really enjoyed this. This was so Andrade comes out, and he's obviously he's been teasing this surprise for a few weeks, and he's always been getting interrupted, and he's never quite had a chance to sort of spit it out. And uh, he announces, well, he, well, first of all, I, I really like how they did this. So he, he basically turns to his assistant and like t- motions towards Tony. So he tells Tony something off mic, and Tony like feigns shock, and he like he takes his gla- and he's like you can hear him mouthing it really, and then he yeah. takes his glasses off like in like mock disbelief <laughs> and then he announces <laughs> he introduces uh and Friday's executive consultant chavo guerrero Ooh, chavo. now this reminded me of two things one chavo's getting on a bit now like i keep when i think of chavo i think of like 2003 chavo still yeah Owen white yeah <laughs> um and two wow it's chavo's really over in texas <laughs> Of course he is. He got, got a huge pop. And it's easy El, to remember. It's, it's, it's easy to remember. It's easy to think of Trevor as a bit of a joke because of like, you know, all the shit he went through in his career and all the terrible gimmicks and all like the bad matches and the tuxedo matches and, the, <clears throat> and that. Um, but he's already, I mean, I don't think he's coming in here to do a lot of wrestling. No. no. But if he's just in as like a backstage guy and like a bit of a an on-screen character, I think that's a really good move. I think L- or literally just do Andrade's mic work. Yeah, he needs it. and he and he, and is really he good. He, he cuts a pretty decent promo here. Um, it's kind of odd because he's kind of trying to be a face, and obviously Andrade's very much a heel. Yeah, and he's like, it's great to be in Texas, and AEW's got loads of talent in the rocker room, but they're not as talented as Andrade. And this, like, he's, he's trying to, he's trying to like have it, he's trying to have it both ways. He's trying to get heat for Andrade and also like pop the crowd. So it's it's a bit weird. Um, but then as he's sort of blathering on, oh boy, business picks up again because here comes the Death Triangle with yeah. the absolutely slapping entrance music. Yeah, yeah. love that. And um, Pac is so angry, he literally forgets how to speak for a little bit. <laughs> I love how, like, just perpetually furious Pac is. Yeah, he's, I've never heard him not, like, absolutely fuming. He is so jawed, he can't pronounce the letter H, which is great. <laughs> um, yeah, and basically he comes out and says, because obviously Andrade was looking for them last week, um, and he basically just comes out and says that Death Triangle doesn't hide from anyone. And then um, Andrade says something. He has a conversation where he speaks to Phoenix and um, Penta in Spanish, mm. and then like really nice, um, really nice little bit of not. I think they could have been a bit more heelish with this, but like Chavo's like right, Pac, because you don't speak Spanish, I'll translate this for you. It was just like you only speak one language. Well, I would have liked. I would like some sort of comment about how he barely speaks English. <laughs> Aye, that would have helped. Um, and no, yeah, so basically, one like, I mean that as a dig. Like, you definitely did mean it as a dig. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they basically say that, like, you know, um, Pac's really talented, but he's never won a title in AW. He's, again, he's got no goal to show for it. And um, he asked, why do Ray and Penta work for Pac when they could come and work for Andrade? So then Pac looks like really. Like they're all furious for this death wrangle, they're all like fuming. And mm. Pac says that um, Ray, and, Ray and Penta don't work for him. They're a family, they're a brotherhood, they're a team. Um, and then Ray Phoenix is like, Yeah, we're a team. Also, we're the real face of Latinos. So that's what Andrade said when he came in. He said he was like the face of Latinos. That was his like big announcement when he came in to AW. Yeah. So now, obviously, um, Pac and Ray are like, Oh, hang on a minute, mate. You know, Lucha Bros here, you know, we're, we're kind of kind of a big deal. Mm. Um, yeah, and then. And then, and, then, and then the favorite part of the whole thing, Penta cuts his big promo, and then comes Alex Abrahantes. <laughs> Penta says, 
oh, this is like the most incredible thing. And he, like, he like made it so much bigger because he, he literally shouted, Pentasay! <laughs> so that the crowd just popped for him. Like, well done. What's his deal? What's, who is so he? He is a Spanish commentator. He he's, part, he's part of the Spanish announced team. Um, and a couple of a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, randomly, they just hit uh, Penta and Cody had this like two week feud where Penta just it, it was on St. Patrick's Day. Remember that, that meme of Penta in a in a um, St. Yeah, Patrick's Day hat? It was from that. Yeah. Um, Penta just interrupted Cody at one point and said that he was a bum or something and like he was going to destroy him. And um, obviously, Penta doesn't speak any English, so they just gave him Alex Abrahantes. Um, and so Alex Abrahantes literally after Penta cut his promo, he said, "Oh, Penta says this," and it became like everyone just lacked onto it and it became a thing. <laughs> and so they just let him roll with it. And now, and now, so he, it turned out he was at first he was just in like his normal clothes. Now he just wears like crazy gear, and he's just living his. I love it. He's living his best life. Like um, he probably never in a million years thought he'd get this position. You know, when he joined no. the company, and now he's just having the best time being on camera. And it's I, I, I'm absolutely living for it. Yeah. yeah. He is now the third lucha, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's like his death triangle, except it's four people, because here's Alexander Hamlet having a boss time. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, so he basically says that Andrade's not on his level. Oh, I mean, if this is... I mean, there's no, there are no bad matches in this combination, are there? Nope. Nope. All good. Um, yeah. Give me any and all of them. Yeah, just all of this, just one after another, just just do it all. Um, and yeah, they almost have a fight. Refs come in and they all sort of disperse, and that yeah, that's it. But fuck it, we're going to get some absolutely quality lucha style action. And I for one cannot wait. I for one welcome our new lucha overlords. Lucha overlords. Lucha, lucha things. Lucha um, things. I just want all the lucha things. All right. So next up, we get a little, another little, another little seed planted in the in the sort of ongoing. Christian Cage, Jungle Boy Conundrum Saga. Um, so Christian Cage saved Jurassic Express a few weeks back and they've saved him and all that. They're doing it back and forth and they've all been feuding with Matt Hardy. So next week, um, they're having a six-man tag. So it's going to be Christian, Lucha, and Luchasaurus and um, Jungle Boy versus Private Party and Helico. I mean, that'll be all right. That'll be fun. Um, so this is like... Hey, hey. No, nothing says I want to take out the Hardy family order like calling out private party and Angelico <laughs> for a six-man Hey, you know, he's just beat my Hardy, mate. That's fine, he's done that one. Oh, like, fuck off, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of things that no one really gives a fuck about, um, next up you got Cutie Marshall in the factory backstage. Uh, Alex Marvez asked if they're going to apologise because he poured protein shake on Tony last week and um, Cutie said that next week he will apologise in the ring. So... There's going to be some some something no one gives a fuck about. Maybe maybe um, Brian Daniels will turn up and just fucking snap all of them in half. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe Malachi Black will just come and fucking um, black mass Cutie Martian into oblivion. I don't know. We can we can live in hope. Anyway, um, see, so yeah, it's too little, too little. I mean, that's good. We'll, we'll cross. We'll, we'll worry about that when it happens. Don't worry about that. It's it's fine for now. We'll, we'll just put, we'll kick that can down the road. Um, so next up, we've got uh, the match that the sort of they sort of built a bit earlier. We got Orange Cassidy versus the Blade. Um, Orange Cassidy out with no one to back him up. Ooh. So, so the Blade comes out first, and like I love, I love Butcher and Blade's entrance music. It's just, it's just absolute speed metal, and I'm here for it. 
it's it's great. Um, then obviously Orange Cassidy comes out to Where's My Mind. Aaron, that's a song by a band called Pixies. They were big in the 90s. Don't worry we're, about we're it. Mate. Um, it's, yeah. it's fine. Um, and then like the Blades, like sort of like celebrating in the ring because like, there's a big thing like is Orange Cassidy okay to wrestle because he got his clock cleaned earlier in the night. Um, and the Blades, like sort of like sort of you know pumping up, going, oh yeah, he's, he's fucked. He's not coming out. Like he's into the ref, like raise my arms, raise my arms. And the ref, like, he keeps like trying to grab the ref's arm to, to raise him. And the ref's like, no, like, Bri- Bryce, Bryce, no, no, I'm not, I'm not raising your arm. And he's like, go on, mate, go on, please. Um, <laughs> I refused it. <laughs> so while all this is going on, Orange Cassidy sort of just appears from like behind the ring and rolls in, sort of stands up, taps, um, taps Blade on the shoulder. And Blade, like, literally, taps Blade on the shoulder. You just hear Blade go, what? And then turns around, like, who do you think it's going to be, mate? Really? It's Kenny Omega. He wants to give you a title shot. No, of course it's fucking isn't. It's Orange Cassidy. He's going, going to kick your ass. Right. Uh, I think Tony needs a hearing aid as well because he goes, uh, the chant of Cassidy from the crowd, uh, it totally wasn't freshly squeezed or anything. It wasn't that chant that they always do. I mean, the commentary box, the commentary box might be a little further away than normal. Maybe you couldn't quite hear it properly. I don't oh. know. <laughs> Oh, fuck's sake, Tony. Yeah, I hear so, I mean, this was this is a fun match. It, it's a, a lot of intensity from Orange early on. Like, this wasn't a typical Orange Cassidy match. It wasn't like a, a slow build. He was he was all business here. It was like straight into it. Had it he's had enough of the blade shape. Yeah, so he's, he's got no chill for him. Uh, there was a nice spot where the blade sort of acted like he, he'd fucked his knee. Uh, so I think, uh, did I hear this properly? But like, so the blade was, was acting like his knee was fucked and like, Ali was checking it over. And they did one of them say that Ali was like a, an orthopedic surgeon or something? What? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's not the case. I'm pretty sure she just plays Among Us with fucking Brandon Cutler on stream. Like, I don't think she's an orthopedic surgeon. That is it. <laughs> um, I mean, if, Ali, if you are an orthopedic surgeon, I fully, I truly apologize. I did not know. Um, so, yeah, but it's just, it's all a fake out. So, while the ref's like sort of backing orange into the corner, Blade just sort of goes, I ah, know, fine. I'll runs around and decks him. Um, he hits uh, like a gut wrench power bomb like onto the top row, but it just bounces Orange Cassidy off the ring. Which yeah, oh that was spicy. <laughs> Not nice. <laughs> no, yeah they cut to a break, come back. Um, then we get a few little bits on the outside. So the bunny is trying to interfere. Chris Statlander runs out, makes like, sort of yanks her off the apron and sort of like keeps an eye on her. As this is happening. Orange Cassidy goes to dive on the blade on the outside, but he pulls Chris Statlander in the way. So Orange wipes her out and hits the blade a bit as well. Then um, Blade sort of like, you know, prancing around, you know, acting all like red and stuff. He's real red. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then Orange shoves him into the bunny. So he he knocks knocks her ears off. Yeah, man. That's serious. Serious shit. Serious shit. (laughs) What a bastard. Back in the ring, and it's just like so. This is where the blade hits like a spinning tombstone, corkscrew corkscrew tombstone. Yeah, Yeah. and that's not even the finish. (laughs) Orange kicks out. Uh, Orange hits beach break, gets a near fall. Uh, Bunny throws him the brass knuckles for the blade. He goes for the punch. He misses. Orange hits the orange punch and gets the win. Yeah, it's all right. Not bad. I mean, it was a typical orange cast. A lot of moving parts, a lot of bits and bobs, lots going on. Yeah, it was, I felt it went on 
maybe a little longer than it needed to. Yeah, um, I mean they had the breaker there, didn't they as well? So it sort of yeah. sort of broke it up. Uh, I mean this this is Orange Cassidy, and it's it's this is Chikara ass wrestling, and I'm I'm used to it, and I'm here for yeah. it. It's fine. What's the what's the fallout of this? Like what? It's sort of fairly like nothing really. They they just they just had a bit of a fight. Um, I think was it Statlander and the Bunny had a match, didn't they? Just right. Yeah. And, yeah, then, August, and, they, well. and then they were both in their respective corners and they just got into a bit of an altercation at, at ringside and it just sort of spouted out of that. Yeah. Um, Blade looked decent. I've not ever really seen him in singles action. I've only ever seen him as part of the Butcher and the Blade, but he's fairly he's decent a, on his own. He's a better singles wrestler than Luke Gallows, I'll put it that way. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I really, I really, I mean, I know, I know the butcher's been out with an injury, and I really hope he's back soon because I, I, do, I do actually love a bit of butcher and blade. So get well soon, big yeah. butch. Um, yeah, and after the match, Orange Cassidy hits an orange punch with the brass knuckles, just as like a little exclamation point. Not the most face thing to do, considering he's meant to be like your, your kid friendly, white meat baby face. Like, I beat this guy, and I, he literally just like cuts his music off to punch a guy in the face with the brass knuckles, and then his music plays again. It's like, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit, that's a bit John Wick for, for um, Orange Cassidy. I mean, for the like four times that he's been smacked with the brass knucks in the past three weeks, I mean, I'm he's sure the once is yeah, he's taken a lot, hasn't he? So it's, it's, only, it's only right that he dishes a few back, uh, and then he and then he just he just puts them in his pocket because obviously that's what he does. He puts them in his pocket again. Yeah. Um, so then we get a little backstage segment with Chris Jericho, um, and he's got his back to the camera, which is not not a thing. Don't worry about it. Um, that's not going anywhere. And he's got his spiky jacket on, the one that he used a spike off the blind John Moxley. Uh, you remember back like 18 months ago. Uh, and then he says that obviously Nick Gage is uh, a violent individual and he's going to bring the most violent version of himself to the match. So he turns around and he said he's going to be, he's going to face him as the pain maker. And he's got like the, the new Japan, like eye makeup on and everything like the clockwork orange style. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah, this, this is cool. I mean, that, that has relevance, you know, that's, that's a, the most vicious Jericho character is uh, a pain maker isn't great, is it? I, I it was good and it was all right in Japan, obviously, but it just wasn't vicious. It I mean, wasn't. I mean, you did you not see as much with Kenny Omega? I, I, again, it's Chris Jericho. You are overhyping like the past two years of Chris Jericho. Oh, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> No. <laughs> his match, his match with his match with Kenny Omega was legitimately brilliant. He's got to do so. He's not a renowned deathmatch wrestler, is he? So he's got to go to some character that's a little bit edgy. Yeah. Two thousand eight, Chris Jericho in a suit. I'm going to be the fucking Lionheart. Like uh, this was like this was like the most sadistic Chris Jericho's ever been as, a, as like a character. So it, it makes sense for him yeah. to like bring this this guy back. And it popped the crowd. It popped the crowd big. Like, if you're a wrestling nerd, Chris Jericho yeah. with spoopy face paint on is what you want to see Chris Jericho do. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then we get an announcement that we're going to have Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes at the 4th of August show which is the first one back in Daly's place he just had to be in the sky with a white light behind well, him no, they're, 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 they're clearly juxtaposing <laughs> them it's like, it's like angel and devil aren't they it's, it's heaven and hell like it's, it's the sort of thing that we're yeah. I mean, even 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 the way of having Cody in the white suit and black in the black suit, they're obviously going for like this sort of this sort of theme, which is great. Um, I can't yeah. wait. I, I genuinely can't wait for that match. Partly because I think Alistair Black's going to kick Cody's head clean off. Um, yeah. sorry, What's Matt. the other part? 
the other part that he might not kick Cody's head clean oh, off. <laughs> joke. He's going to beat him. He's going to kick his head clean off his shoulders. <laughs> right. So then that takes us to our main event, and it is a Texas deathmatch in the state of Texas, which is rare. And it's John Moxley versus Lance Archer for the IWGP US title. And um, Moxley comes out first, which again it's always a bit unusual when the champion comes out first. But there's a reason for that, which we find out in a, in a second. Um, so Moxie comes out and he's yeah, it, he doesn't quite have his full entrance like he's not coming out through the crowd but he came out of like a little sort of floor entrance and then he walked yeah. he walked up into the crowd and it was it's still it's super cool to see Moxie be able to do his thing back in the crowd again I think it really it really feeds his character quite well um, I think it really and I think it feeds him as a, as a performer very well um, and then what a pop for Lance Archer and, and he, I know he's a he's a hometown boy takes it right but they love they love Lance Archer and Big D. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame them to be honest. I mean, I love Lance Archer, and I'm not even from Dallas. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, big booze for John Moxley from me personally because he, he attacks Archer before the everybody dies part of his theme song, which is the best bit. Um, so we don't hear that. So boo, Moxley, boo, and, and as you guys know, Archer, Archer comes down with like two kendo sticks, and he throws one into the ring, and it bounces out. And then he throws the other one into the ring, and that one bounces off. <laughs> he, he, he tried to catch the second one, but he was like, "Nah, fuck it." Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll get it later. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they're not fucking around here. So they literally Moxie punches Archer like three times, and then he goes out and gets a kendo stick. So it's yeah. uh, straight straight down to business. Like it's straight straight to weapons. Um, yeah, and then they walk into the crowd. Lovely bit where um, they've obviously planted like a an indie guy in the crowd. So Mo- uh, Archie just picks him up and throws him at Moxley. <laughs> <laughs> Big he, lo- he literally just gets yeared. To be fair, the thing is though, you wouldn't know because unlike the other company we don't speak about because pocket money, um, <laughs> <laughs> um like what, they can't. You mean impact. Yeah, impact. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, the camera would like have the fan. The fan like on camera the whole time, like look at these amazing fans, and it's always this one guy. And he'd also be in like full company like t-shirt, like you know, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like full Johnson in the gear or something. <laughs> um, so anyway, so as, as after this, um, Archie's well, Moxie goes for a dive to the outside, and Archie just clocks him in the face, like just absolutely nails him as he's diving through the ropes. Um, then Archer pulls up the, con- the, the, the the sort of crash mats on the outside, exposed the concrete. Moxie hits him with a, a paradigm shift on the concrete. Um, Archer gets up and he's just dripping blood right down one side of his face. Lovely. And then Moxie's got a fork because why not? Because it's feeding time. <laughs> and yeah. then just just stabs him real real good in the face <laughs> with, with uh- the fork. Abdullah the Butcher got referenced by commentary in 2021. Yeah, Abdullah the Butcher getting name dropped on AEW television. What a time to be alive. <laughs> and then, yeah, they come back. Uh, Archer's looking for this, like, sort of ripcord style move. Um, they called it the. What do they call it? Helicoaster? Yes, that's it. Uh, and it was basically like a ripcord black hole slam, which yeah. he, hit, he hits it in the end. Uh, and then. Um. Yeah, Archer hits Moxie with a bin, yeah. and then he sets up like two chairs, like 
um, seats touching and he's going to black out Mox through both of them. Moxie slips out and just hoops him in the dick. It was like a, a sort of desperation counter. Uh, then Moxie turns the chairs around so that like the oh I, I feel I feel horrible talking about this. He turns the chairs around so like the backrests are touching and like pointing up. So it's like he's basically made a giant triangle. Triangle, yeah. We're all doing it with our hands, uh, in case you're wondering. Um, and then he t- <laughs> turns around to like to do evil, but Mox- uh, Arch is already back up and he he just basically choke slams. I feel uncomfortable. He basically oh, yeah. and he choke slams his spine on the point where the two chairs meet, and they do not give a single. Feeling, thinking about that. Yeah, as, as I said, it's like Moxie saw like Kevin Owens at Money in the Bank this week and was like, "Nah, I can do that." <laughs> oh, that's tough, it. So as I was watching this, um, Sarah saw it from like where she was doing some work, and she looked up and saw like Moxie take that bump, and she was like, "Hasn't he? Hasn't he just had a baby?" <laughs> like, should, he, should, he, should, he, should he be doing that? Yeah, this is I'm getting time off before he fucks off. Like, this is I'm putting in a big like show before he fucks off on holiday for a few weeks. Yeah, there was another nice bit as well after this where um, Moxie sort of charged Archie with a trash can lid and Archie just punched it into his face like full force. It looked incredible. Like, it was just like it was just no nonsense. We just ah fuck off. <laughs> we just put him down. <laughs> Let out. <laughs> uh, which was great. Uh, at this, um, Moxie hits like the, the sort of the, the, I'm calling it like the full force um, paradigm shifter. He almost like suplexes them over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Arch is like sort of a bit out of it, and the refs counting him. So just 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 before we get into the finish, uh, this match is under New Japan Deathmatch rule, so it means there's no pinfalls. The only way to win is to either submit your opponent or render them unable to answer a ten count. Yeah. So it's almost like a last man standing slash I quit match. With okay. that was what it was because I was just like, oh, why hasn't he gone for the pin? Oh no, there are no pins. Right, okay. Interestingly, yeah. while this is happening, was it this match? They cut to the crowd, and who is there? But um, I've forgotten his name. Hikaleo. That's him. He is the younger brother of Tamatonga in yeah. his Bullet Club T-shirt. And they announced earlier on that he was going to be facing the winner of this match on next week's Dynamite. Fight for the Fallen, yeah. Yeah, fight for the Fallen. So that's that's a thing we can look forward to. So this, I mean, this is the 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 the, the tendrils are creeping through the Forbidden Door now, aren't they? Like truly, in all different ways too. Like, yeah, mental. Yeah. So, so while Arch is yeah. sort of like staggering around having answered this 10 count, Moxie gets some barbed wire off from under the ring. Earlier he'd set up like two tables on the outside on the floor. He puts the barbed wire boards on the two tables and he's gonna he's looking for like the, the paradigm shift through the barbed wire. Uh, as he's sort of trying to set that up, uh, Archer out of nowhere just hits him with a choke slam off the ring apron through the two barbed wire tables. Oh, you bastard, John Moxley. What a finish. What a finish. And they count all the way to 10. Moxie can't get up. And then they, they, they sort of play this in commentary as a, a combination of Moxie is actually fucked and he is legitimately like I mean, pinned by the barbed wire. He, he was g- genuinely pinned. I don't think he was getting up even if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. He was all of the way in that barbed wire. And he was, he was bleeding from a lot of places when they showed him on camera. Yeah. <laughs> With the barbed wire. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, there, there we go. It's a 10 count, and Lance Archer is your new IWGP US champion. He regains oh, the title he lost uh, uh, from 18 months ago. New Japan title changed hands on AEW boys. Yeah, I mean, it's oh. happening, isn't it? It's, it's, oh. it's happening. 
That is big. That is big. And then after the match, uh, Archie's posing in the ring. His music hits. It's all good. And yeah, your boy gets in to have a little stare down. Yes. Hegelio, hi. And yeah. wow, he's a big guy. He's a big boy, hi. Because that's all. Look, George is six foot eight. Yeah. And this guy, yeah, he must, he must be pushing seven. He, he's, I think he's a bit. I'm sure he is like seven. I'm sure he is. They like said on commentary it was six eight. No, Lance Archer's no, six, Archer six eight, but Hikaleo is obviously taller. Maybe six ten. He's got maybe two three inches taller than him. Yeah. Uh, he is. Well, says he's built at two point oh three meters, which is six foot seven inches. All right, maybe Lance Archer isn't. Well, Lance Archer then, because they definitely tried to imply that Lance Archer was a similar height. Yeah. Either way, they're two big bastards. Well, Lance Archer is also built at six foot eight inches, so there's some bullshit going on there because he was clearly yeah, taller. Yeah, someone's lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're going to have a great match. Yeah, they're going to absolutely batter the fuck out of each other next week, and I'm absolutely yeah. ready for it. You've you, you taken the batteries out of your hustle arm, Tasty. Oh, I might just throw it out the window, mate, for that one. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no saving it. Well, not, not in this heat. I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's it. That's uh, Fighter Fest Night 2. Um, what did we all think? Highs and lows. Uh, we'll go guests first. So guest guest, guest appearance from Troy. Troy, oh, tell yeah. us what your uh, your high and low of the show was. Can, can uh, you just, before, he, before he starts, this is the first time like, it's just been the three of us doing a show. Like The whole time we've done our podcast. Three of us. That's true, is it? Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been... yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, if if you if you're keeping track of like the the unique combinations, then yeah, this is. This is. I think I think, last, I, think, I, think, I think I think this is the last combination. This is the yeah. last combination that we've not had, and it's now done. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken us pretty much an entire year, <laughs> <laughs> almost to the day. <laughs> nah, good shit. I enjoy it. Um, yeah, highs and lows. Uh, my low. <sighs> Uh, gonna say Frankie Kazarian, Doc Gallows. Yeah, it's an easy, it's an easy one. To, it's it's low hanging fruit, though, isn't it? It's, uh... <laughs> um, yeah, it just did nothing good there, wasn't it? It's a bit ploddy on it, just a bit, just a bit, just a bit nine years ago. Yeah. Um, and my high, it's got to be the Texas Death Match, and. In particular, just Lance Archer winning it. Like Lance Archer's, uh, for me, like a real standout in AEW. Like, and I, I think I was having a conversation with Jay, and it might have been you, Tasty, a while ago. Like, he's sort of getting on a bit. I don't think he's ever going to be in that world title picture, but he's an absolutely kind of solid, kind of like upper sort of mid card guy. And yeah, yeah. and, and he's, he's a, in AEW, he's a spectacle as well because like AEW is not. A land of giants in the way that other companies are, and like when you've got a guy who's six eight, six nine, like they look like an absolute monster. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's awesome. I like him all the time in the world for him. Um, and yeah, it's awesome to see him eventually regain uh, his IWGP US Championship. So yeah, that'd be my high. Uh, and just one more, one little extra for you, Troy, because you're not you're not a regular on the on the Dynamite review. Um, how did you enjoy your? Set your, your, your latest little dip into AW programming because you're not you're not a regular watcher. I know. No, so I'm not. Um, I enjoyed it. That the last one I watched was a couple of weeks ago, and I think I enjoyed that one a 
bit more. I think, like, th- I think this one was very heavily loaded into the deathmatch to, to sort of pop the card. Yeah, yeah. It's added some kind of like peaks and troughs, if you like. Like they, they, had, they had a big week last week. They're having a big week next week. I think this was just, well, we'll do the death match and then just like everything else in here as well. Like yeah, all, the other, exactly. all, the, all the other odds and sods we'll just pack into the show. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, I know, I know we don't mention the, the other show on this, but it, it, it still, for a really kind of, I'm going to say average aid, like an average dynamite episode. But by their standards, it was fairly average. It was still better than a lot of other stuff that you could go and watch currently. Yeah, yeah, like the, the the sort of the baseline level of AW is ref, is always like refreshingly high, even yeah. when they give even when they give you like I, I don't want to say they phone it in because I don't think any I don't think anyone who wrestles anywhere phones it in I, I don't yeah. think that's in the nature of the of the of the, of, of the entertainment, but okay. I think when when you have like sort of for fallow weeks where like you maybe haven't because you can't you can't have you can't be all stacked cards all the time you have to have ups and downs and peaks and troughs and even when you have the troughs it's refreshing that aw's troughs are still very very watchable yeah yeah agree yeah no it was good i uh, i enjoyed it and i think i said as soon as malachi black debuted i was um, gonna try and make a bit more of a conscious effort to watch it not just for him but as we all are like big big fans of him um yeah so wait, yeah, to, yeah. wait till brian Danielson turns up mate <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case anyone's in case anyone's wondering, like, oh, you come to this like in six months' time, and we all like idiots because it never happened. Um, as of this morning, there are now very strong rumors that Brian Danielson, aka Daniel Bryan, has signed with AEW as of like today or yesterday. And, and appa- apparently, the rumor is that he's to debut on the um, September twenty second show in New York, yeah. the stadium show. Yeah, yeah. more. In our news episode. Yeah, if, if you'd like to hear more about that, I would check out uh, our weekly news podcast where we have all the roundup of news and rumors, normally hosted expertly by Troy and Jay. So do have a, a little look for that. Uh, Aaron, while we're on, uh, what are your highs and lows, mate? Uh, my low is Christian being a shite bag. You, uh, you've really got it in for him, haven't you? <laughs> I'm gonna buy you. I'm gonna buy you a fucking cameo from him. So you know, I'm gonna make him be real nice to you. <laughs> but I have to be nice to Christian. Huh? Hey, he's it's Christian. I've said it multiple times. I don't need to say it again. Aye. Uh, my high. It has to be that main event, doesn't it? Stabby, stabby, fork, fork, face, face, forehead. Oh, oh. Nick Gage showing up. Oh, I, we got Nick Gage showing up, but stabby, stabby. That's not <laughs> A man stabbed another man in the face. <laughs> and therefore, Aaron is contractually obligated to make that his eye. Watch, there'll be light tube smashing, smashing next week, and that'll be my high next week. I like how they brought Nick Gage in the week they did a death match, so that he could look at it I and go, "Call that a death match, mate." Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have a no DQ match with Chris Jericho next week, and yours is gonna look tame. <laughs> 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 uh, right. Yeah, I will. Uh, I mean, my high is also going to be undoubtedly that main event. It, it felt like it was very much, um, very much the sort of nucleus of the whole show. And then they, I think they put a lot. They put they put all their eggs in that, basically being good. And and it, and it was. It was very 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 good. Uh, also, as you said, Troy, great to see Lance Archer get some gold. Like it's just great to see him win a belt in AW. I know it's not an AW belt, but to see him win a belt on the programming is fantastic. I would have put the TV title, the TNT title on him, but you know, it's by the by. Uh, we, we have to accept that didn't happen. Um, and the low, I'm also with you, Troy. Uh, I just didn't really want to see 
Frankie Zarian fight Doc Gallows in the year our Lord 2021. <laughs> um, I know this is like, I, and we talk about this a lot. This is like the sort of connective tissue. This is the groundwork we need to do. If, if, if Kazarian's going to go and hunt the elite, he has to have these like little shitty matches first, and they has to build. But it just it's just a slog watching it. Like I know, I know Lord of the Rings gets really good. It doesn't make the boring bits any better. <laughs> um, so yeah, there we go. That's it. Um, that is all of it for Fighter Fest night two. Fighter Fest is over. Uh, if we haven't um, completely become puddles of liquid because of this unconscionable heatwave we're currently suffering, we will be back next week to bring you Fight for the Fallen. Stacked card, including um, all those matches we announced today. Uh, we talked about today. We've got Nick fucking Gage is going to do a murder on Chris Jericho. So MDK. Oh, oh fucking day. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. Have to, I'm gonna have to calm that down next week. Let's go. So, if nothing, if nothing else, tune in for me trying to like make Aaron speak in words that we can actually understand. First, he's, first he's gonna murder Cardona. Then Jericho's getting it next. It's happening. <laughs> right. So yes, as always, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in. Please stay safe, enjoy wrestling, and we will see you all again very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Why does Brandy let Cody drive in a speed limit zone? Because he always goes over. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of t-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities.